What's going on, everybody? You're listening to I Think I Know Basketball on the Big Heads Media Network. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you engage with us on Twitter, Facebook, IG to continue the conversation and let us know what you think, because we think we know basketball. All right, Keith, a lot of stuff has happened since we last jumped on this pod. You know, it, it, it's tough because we try to do this every week, but, you know, with, with the nature of your job, the nature of my job, like sometimes it just gets a little bit difficult. You know, like there's there's not enough hours in the day. Not enough hours in the day. And outside of that, there's a whole panda pandemic going on outside. And we're still humans. And there's a lot of life happening. You know what I'm saying? I just want to start this show off by saying yeah. R.I.P., rest in peace to the homie Terrence Clark, the young boy from Dorchester, Massachusetts. I, I've watched him play a little bit growing up. I've, I've watched him play more so when he was in high schools. I met him when he was a, a junior, right before he committed to Kentucky um, at the score for more basketball tournament that was that is held by um, Representative Liz Miranda in Roxbury. Um, and I've, I've been watching him and for him to, to be gone right now, um, and this, and this, it's so tragically and so sad. It's just so heartbreaking, and it could be discouraging for the kids about. I'm, I'm a kid from Dorchester. I grew up in yeah. Dorchester, Mass. I played on a lot of these same courts. And I, over the weekend, I went to these courts and I just sat there. I just remember what it was like to be a young kid having those hoop dreams, and to see him get to that point where he was about to show the world everything he had, and he had an opportunity to make it, and to have that taken away from him is sad. But you know, I, I feel like the kids in the community is going to use Terrence and his life to help uplift and, and, and bring more positivity and to show that you can do it and, and, and hopefully encourage a lot of these kids to take it to the next level. So I know I just want a little rant right there, but I want to get that out, man. Shout out to the homie and rest in peace, Terrence Clark, Dorchester forever, Boston forever, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Kids out there, if you're listening, to the people out there listening, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can have all the plans in your, in your life set, but God can have a different plan. So don't take nothing for granted and definitely just always put your best foot forward. So I just want to acknowledge that. And, um, you know, let, let's continue on with the show. Yes, sir. Um, couldn't have said it better. You know, I uh, I know you especially had a hard time with it. You know, I know I had a hard time with it. I hope that some of the kids from this area are able to take what he started and, and you know, make something of it and, and take that next step. Absolutely. Um, I really feel like he was the best player to ever come out of Boston. Like he was going to be the best player, the six seven guard, all the attributes. Oh my God, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, rest in peace, Terrence Clark. Like you said, and kids, you know, take it to the next level, man. You know what I'm saying? Do it for T. Do it for TC five. Long live TC five. For sure. So yeah, which you got an amazing show here planned. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs yeah. to you first off. I want to send a shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, for the people that don't know. You know what what our roles are on the show. I, I don't even think we really know what our roles are, but we'll, we'll talk about it live. Like Kyrie is an amazing producer. This guy knows how to find the right things to talk about. He knows he he's he's going he skims the 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 what is it the news all the time. Like I live you know on saying? Twitter. I live on Twitter, dude. Yeah, man. And me, you know, I'm I'm a technical guy, so I, I like doing like the mixing and making sure that we sound good and just you know we are doing this remotely right now, so we've been doing it you know, with some apps and stuff, but, you know, making sure that we give you guys the best quality and just trying to step up our production value as we grow here from season one to season two. You know, shout outs to Big Heads Media, you know what I'm saying, the whole team over there for helping us out. 
and, uh, you know, bringing us aboard, helping us, you know, do what we got to do. And, you know, we want to keep on growing. Absolutely, man. And thank you so much for the kind words. I'm over here like I, I feel like I don't even know what to say. Go over, yeah, you over gotta here, say nothing, like, man. You know what I'm saying? Just keep keep it up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So anyway, like I was saying, there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening since we last hop on this show. For one thing, Anthony Davis is back. Anthony Davis has returned to the Lakers after missing 30 games. I didn't even realize it had games. been that long. 30 games. I mean, it's been 30 games and the Lakers are kind of still in it. So, I mean, I mean, the last time we talked, we talked about, you know, the Lakers not having AD and LeBron. And if, if they was going to put themselves in a playoff play in situation, and it doesn't really look like that right now. They are in, in a little bit of, a little bit of trouble. I, I think they, they need, they need LeBron back. Obviously here's the thing, right? Like you don't want to rush, especially you don't want to rush LeBron James back from, uh, the kind of injury that he had, because I mean, some d- depending on the player, like that can take a lot of time, uh, you know, a recovery, you know, for a, for a high ankle sprain. And then we also don't want to forget. I mean, he's 36 years old, right? I feel like we we think about LeBron as being indestructible, but I mean, this man has played so many minutes. It's like you have to manage that. Sort hey, of- yo, listen, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. Us, you, us, us, us kids that was born in the 80s and the late 80s, we bred differently. I'm 34. I can still dunk and ball out. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. LeBron is spending a million dollars on his body for 18 years. 18 years. That's that is, a long time that of is, like of yeah. avocado toast and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm and, and at the same time, right? It's like you could do everything right, and then somebody dives on your ankle, and you know, then you got problems. But anyway, right? So so AD's back. Problem is the Lakers. You know, he's he's still getting his footing. Uh, you know, he's still getting his feet back under him and stuff like he's that. He's back, but the Lakers aren't. <laughs> no, because they, they're one and three in his return. He's definitely not himself yet. Like I said, the, the Lakers really need to get LeBron James back because as of right now, I mean, they they have the Mavericks nipping at their heels and the Trailblazers aren't far behind. So, um, you know, as of right now, they're, they're two games ahead of the Trailblazers right now who hold the seventh seed overall. If they get into that seventh seed, then that's that's play-in territory. And I really look, if if they get LeBron James back, it's probably gonna be fine. You know, at the same time, you still don't want to be in that situation. You know what I mean? No, like you don't, don't want to have to play any extra games to get into the playoffs. And then of course, you don't really want to have to fight it out with the likes of Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns or the LA Clippers in the first round. Right. I mean, especially with scrappy teams that have like I mean, the Suns, this is their first time being in the playoffs in a long time. So they're not going to want to just give up that easy. Um, and when we when we did our podcast last time, we did say that if the Lakers find themselves in a play-in situation, it would be a problem. And, and like you're saying, it, you know, they're not quite there yet, but they're they're on their way there and they need LeBron James back. But I'm, I'm still going to stick to my guns. If they make it to the playoffs six seed or higher without LeBron James, and they, they lock that in, and LeBron James comes back for the playoffs, I'll say that that was planned all along, one. And two, that's going to be the perfect scenario for the Lakers. I mean, it's going to be about as, as you know... You see, I don't know if I would say it's preferred, because if, if they make it as the sixth seed and the, and the Clippers stay at three, 
I mean, I would say that that's not, you don't necessarily want that at the same time in the, in the grand scheme of things though. Like, I think I agree with you because it's like, look, if they, if they can avoid the play in scenario, I mean, at this point, they just kind of have to do what they, what they've got to do to get into the playoffs and then whoever they play, you know, it, you just got to beat them. It, it is what it is, right? You know, we, then we get a first round battle of LA that everybody wanted last year. It'll be kind of weird because it's first round, but what, you know, like, like I said, it, it is what it is. They, they were missing AD for 30 games. They're missing LeBron James for quite a while. And they've made AD got dunked on yesterday. It was Ooh, crazy. Boy, Rui got him. Listen, See, listen, listen. For, we could talk about dunks, and we may have to do a special episode on just dunks of the year this this season. Because oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to do a whole thing when the season is over. See, Roy got him with that that quick Kobe dunk that yeah. like, that he would sneak on people back back in the day yep. when he kind of like Terry Rozier when he dunked on Kevin Durant. Yeah, when when he when he was you know trying to. You know, when you know somebody's trying to chase him down, it's just like, let me just sneak this one in the rim. Like, I'm not going to cock it back, you know, real far or anything like that. It's mm -hmm. like, that was that was nice. That, that was nice. Sticking with it in California with the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry has been on a heater for the ages, man. Like, Hey, he, hey, so man, I missed my basketball fantasy draft this year. Hey, I didn't make the playoffs. I mean, last place, guys, you know, it was, it was a bad season for me, but I got Steph Curry, and he's 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 the one bright spot on my team right now. I mean, he, so, so, I mean, just to recap, currently he's, he's now the oldest player in history to score 30 points in 11 straight games. He's the first person to break 10 straight games since Kobe did it back in 2012. He just set the record for the most threes in a month. Like, good Lord, man. Like, like, okay. I, I thought that the return of Steph Curry to health would mean something like this like, like or, or, or that he was gonna he was gonna return to form um and, and that like he would help you know maybe lead the Warriors to the playoffs which by the way they're not out of it they are currently the 10th seed in the west which is wild which is, because they're, they're yeah, the 10th yeah. seed in the west with an even 500 record on the other side of the aisle in the east like you got some some like below 500 teams battling it out in in the in the playing situation, but the, the lowest but, 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 but playoff I will in the West is, is, you know, 31 and 31. I will say it's not, you know, in the past, we've talked about how dominant the Western Conference is over the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And I don't really see that this year in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I don't really see the Western Conference being super more dominant than the East. I really see a lot more teams in the Eastern Conference being like championship contenders, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, let's just stay on Steph Curry. The thing that's crazy about Steph, the dude's 33. What did I just say about people born in the late 80s? They, 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 the Steph might different. be hitting his prime. <laughs> he, he might be hitting his prime. Like, we may have thought that the ankle injuries and all that stuff is happening. Steph's got braids now. He might be hitting his prime. Uh, what did I, Steph well, got well, braids. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this part, but I thought Steph was kind of trash earlier in the year when he had the braids. Like, I was, I was not feeling it. And then he and then he cut his hair and then he started playing well. I mean, he had to he had he you know maybe it was just the the swag or something like he just put the braids on too early. He wasn't ready for the braids. You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe the braids was a superpower he wasn't ready to harness. And now he had to cut out the he wasn't ready to harness. And now you know he went back to the fade. And then you know as the season's grown, his hair's grown and he's grown. And now it's just all coming together. I, I don't know, man. You know, I'm not a psychic, but you know. Yeah, see, 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 now it's just like he's he's just going so hard. It doesn't even matter. You know, braids, no braids. He's feeling it. And and I mean, it it's wonderful to watch because 
for for me, right? Like I think that he is he's clearly the greatest shooter of all time. At the same time, I think that people really were like, you know, do you think it's really crazy that people will debate that? Like people will literally not debatable. It's, Absolutely not. It's debatable. not. It's not debatable. We I was don't need. We don't need to wait. A week ago, and they're like they're trying to bring up Ray Allen, and I was like, listen, man, Look, I, I respect. Ray Allen. I love yeah. Ray Allen. Steph hits five hundred threes in a season. Yeah. This, what do you want? What? Not, no, no. This is not up for discussion. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know how much more you need to watch of this man just like popping the, like a thirty foot three off the dribble or off balance or, or like whatever. It doesn't matter how he shoots it. He could shoot it uncontested. He could shoot it coming off a screen. He could shoot it off a dribble. He could dribble through three different people, turn around, chuck one up, and you, you know, it's going in. You he know can shoot it while getting fouled with his offhand. Yeah, I mean, just just come come on, come on. Like and that, get the and one. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, Steph Curry is taking it to the next level. And I think he's doing it for Clay. Like, I seen that little moment that him and Clay shared on the sideline a couple of games ago. You know, Clay, you can tell Clay Thompson's very, very frustrated with not playing basketball right now. And Steph, you know, he's a man of God. He's probably putting that burden on his shoulders and really just trying to do all he can do to take it to the next level for the Warriors. Like you said, they're they're in contention for the playoffs. But my issue is with any of this is if they don't make it to the playoffs, yeah. that's, you know, that's cool. If they do make it to the playoffs and Steph is going this hard and doing all that, how will that affect him for the next season? Is he going to be, you know, I, I know I'm giving, you know, the, the late 80s babies all his props for being, you know, physical freaks. But at the same time, you do need proper rest. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing I think LeBron James has actually benefited from the last two seasons with his little mock injuries is, is getting some extra rest in. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see what, what Steph does for the rest of the season. Do you think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs? Probably not. Um, I think that they're the the West is just too good, man. And and I mean, think about it, right? Like if if you have a situation where the Warriors have to play the Mavs and they got to play Luca, it's like that's tough, you know. Or or, I mean, or, or so the we got the Blazers, you know, because you you've got you've got the the clo honestly the closest thing in this league to Steph is probably Dame. True, true. And I, I put Trey Young in that in in the mix. He's not in the, he's not up there up there, but he's in the mix. But but the Warriors are tenth. You got the Spurs ninth, you got the Grizzlies eighth, and you got the Trailblazers seventh, right? Then you got the Dallas Mavericks sixth, Lakers eighth. Now, that bottom four, Warriors, Spurs, Grizzlies, Blazers, I, they all pretty much got the same record. They're pretty much 31 and 30 or 31 and 31, right? I feel like the Warriors are better than the Spurs, hmm. right? I feel like I don't want to say they're better than the Grizzlies because it's just something about Ja. You know what I'm saying? It's something about Ja. He can do amazing things. I, I I do think that the Grizzlies would be more of a challenge than the Spurs. And in, yeah, in that situation, so. you know, that, that leaves that eighth spot kind of open. Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be a good race for that spot for sure. I feel like if if you're if you're telling me those teams right there, I think that I I would probably take the the Blazers and yeah I I think I think it might be the Blazers and the Grizzlies I mean I think the Warriors it, it really requires a Steph a heater like like again another heater where he's just going crazy and, and stuff like that but but again right it's like you know they they've they've struggled and, and and fought to maintain that spot but I just don't think they've got enough as a team without Clay 
and you know James Wiseman's hurt for the year. I mean, he he had an up and down year. It's not like you know just saying that he's in the lineup means that they that they were gonna you know that everything was gonna change. But again, that's one more player that's out. I think that they're probably a year away. At the same time, I think this this showing what they put up this year is admirable. And and I think that again, it just showed you that that Steph is back. It showed you what he can do when he is healthy. And I think that I I'm, I definitely have a, a really high opinion of the way that he's played this year, even if they don't make the playoffs. Speaking yeah. of teams that might kind of sneak into the playoffs a little bit, the Charlotte Hornets might be about to get their best player back. And I know you're excited about that. Listen, listen, I've been trying to trade for LaMelo Ball, even though I'm in last place in my fantasy basketball league. <laughs> I've been trying to trade for LaMelo Ball all season. I was just like, man, I love the kid. And, you know, he, he fractured his wrist. He had his cast removed. He's been cleared to, to practice. He, he, may, he may make that return. I'm, I'm excited. Do you think, you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's going to happen before the playoffs? Do you think, think they're going to make the playoffs? Gonna, yeah. Like, what do you think is going on here? Yeah, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to get a couple of games in before the playoffs. Obviously, there aren't that many games left. Um, but I think that, you know, especially for, especially for a rookie, right. For a young cat, what you want to do is, is, is get a little bit of run in. You don't want to throw him in right in the mix of a, of a playoff series and be like, okay, now go play 30 game you know, 30 minutes a night, you know, 35 minutes a night. Right. Like that's not, that, that wouldn't be beneficial for him. I feel like if he is clear to play, then then mm-hmm. you're probably going to play him before the playoffs start. They might also get Malik Monk back. So, yep. so two of their, their, you know, they're arguably their two best guards, right? Yeah. Um, you know, unless you want, you know, obviously you could put in Terry Rozier in there because he's been keeping the ship going. Uh, yeah, but yeah. really this They brought him there for that. They brought him there for that. Exactly, exactly. I, I, it's so interesting. They might get Gordon Haywood back too. See, see, it's like the stars are all all kind of aligning to help them, you know, sneak into the playoffs. And I just I'm want scared. I just want I'm to scared. point out that you you said that they were going to make the playoffs this year, and it looks like you might end up being right because I, I, I might like, be right, but I'm scared. And the reason why I'm scared is because I don't like where the Celtics is at. I said that when the Celtics was in the top three, you know what I'm saying. Now the Celtics is in, you know, the bottom six. You know, they're, they're six seed, and they're right in contention to be a play-in team. And one of the teams that were, and the team that we're talking about, the Charlotte Hornets, could potentially have to play the Celtics to get into the playoffs. And, I, you know, I, I love LaMelo Ball, but I love my Boston Celtics. Yeah, and, and you know what, man? Like, I don't know if you saw Gary Washburn. I mean, he's gone, so of the Boston Globe, he's gone after the Celtics a couple of times this year after some of their, their worst losses. And, I mean, that loss the other day was... Oh, yes. Um, yeah. They won last night. They, they did. They beat the, the aforementioned Hornets, but they lost to the Thunder the other night uh, on, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And that is wow. Wow. They're not I mean, trying to win. The, the, thun, the Thunder want to lose. I mean, and, it's just a matter of the Celtics really having to just go out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be in the playoffs, it's there for you. They just have to put their foot on the gas. And it's like they're, they're playing down to people's talents. Like, it's just, oh, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah. I, oh, man. I think, I think that for me personally, you know, watching this team, right, I think the only way that they 
make any kind of run this year. It, it's it's really all about first of all who their first round matchup is. I could see them beating the Bucks, you know. But really, what what it is, man, is they they need they need Jason Tatum to go off or or Jalen Brown to go off. They that and that's part of the problem is they need spectacular performances. They can't have good performances from those guys. They need spectacular ones because for whatever reason right now, they're just not a good enough team to just be good. They have to be great. Otherwise they're not going to, they're not going anywhere this year. And I don't, and, and I can't really tell you why that is because I mean, they made the Eastern conference finals last year with a fairly similar team. They still have their stars. They have, they, they brought in a couple of young guys that have been contributing and they're just, they're just a very odd team to me, man. Well, listen, man, uh, about three to four hours away, the New York Knicks are dominating. I, um, I'm about to get <laughs> right into that, man, because you, you talk about a team that is living up to their potential and honestly, maybe going a bit beyond it. That's yeah. one. I don't really know how to go about talking about the New York Knicks outside of talking about Julius Randle and the emergence of him. I mean, he is definitely the most improved player. He's he's ascending so late in his career. That's that's the, that's what the narrative is. You know what I'm saying? He's a player that's ascending so late in his career. And blah, 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 blah. I just think he's finally in the right situation where he can finally use all of his tools to really come together and and, and do what he needs to do to 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 excel as an individual player, which makes him a better team player. And you know what? I I, I want to talk a little bit more about Julius Randle here in a second, you know, because he, he's really gone through such a, a winding path, right? And you started off, it was a high draft pick for the Lakers. And, you know, he, he played well there for a while, but he really was, he just kind of seemed like a bull in a China shot. You know, he's just kind of, just kind of running around. And at times it was just like, dude, you're not that good. Like you can't be playing like that. But I mean, he's, he's, to me, he's the most improved player of in the NBA by far. And I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be a fringe MVP candidate. He won't win, but I, I think he deserves consideration. The other thing that that needs to be talked about with the New York Knicks, we talked about it way back in the beginning when we did the first couple shows of the season, is Tom Thibodeau and the defensive minded approach that he's brought because it's. It is about Julius Randle being becoming a star, like a real star, but it's also about this defense, dude. Like, okay, right now, the New York Knicks are fourth in the league behind the, the Los Angeles Lakers, Philadelphia 76ers, and the Utah Jazz for, for mm. the best defensive rating in the league. And to me, this is what Tom Thibodeau does. This is what he did with the Bulls. You know, back mm -hmm. when he had those talented Bulls teams of the early, you know, 2010s is he makes yeah, you yeah. play he makes you play good defense he he'll he, he'll might run you into the ground he might play your stars 40 minutes a night because he wants to see those veterans on the floor and he's not trying to mess around with a bunch of rookies you know but he's going to get the most out of your teams if you got talent if you're if mm -hmm. your team is any kind of talented any kind of decent he is going to squeeze every last amount of good out of you i mean he's getting 13 14 points a game out of Derrick Rose you know what I'm saying he has RJ Barrett which a lot of people have not been talking about a lot and I got RJ Barrett on my fantasy basketball team too and I, I gotta stop talking about my fantasy basketball team because I'm in last place and it's not like I'm winning <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. talking like like I'm winning 
But yeah, I got RJ Barrett there, but 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 RJ Barrett is playing well. And I nobody's talking about that. The dude's putting up 17 points a game. He's shooting about 44% from the field, five, six rebounds, three assists, and he's in his second year. You know what I'm saying? I think that Tom Thibodeau puts these players in a good position to win. And he does it through defense, like you're saying. And when you when you get a team to buy into the defensive scheme first, the offense, I feel like, just comes more naturally. You know what I'm saying? And and like yeah. players just kind of kind of fall into their roles. And when you look at this roster and you look at somebody like, you know, Julius Randle, he's like the veteran on this team. I mean, you got Taj Gibson. Yeah. You know, Taj Gibson's like, you know, he's Taj Gibson. But Julius Randle is like the man on this team. So I think that that really speaks a lot to like why he's been able to excel the way he's been excelling this year. You know, that, that that's a really interesting point, right? Because, you know, we're, we're talking about Julius Randle. He, he's, it's not like he's all like that old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's, he's what, 29? No, no, no. It's not like he's all that old. He, he's just 26. Right, mm. it's like he still he still got so much so much prime basketball. He played with Kobe. Have so much prime basketball in in his career left. He played with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? He got that he got that Mamba juice in him. He knows what it's like to, to be a killer. But he's yeah, in his. It's like he's, you got to. It's like you better have learned something from all that. You know? You yeah, I mean, he was at a winning. He was at a he was he was at a winning organization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the most storied yeah. franchises in NBA history, the Los Angeles Lakers. He got a chance to see the inner workings and the behind the scenes of, of a team that not only is trying to win championships, but have won championships. And he's able to see the DNA that is needed on, on a ground level to like build that up. And he, I think that's what he's like implementing over, over here. And it's, and he's being, and it's, and he's able to be influential. He's able to influence these younger players because like you said, he's 25, 26 year old dude. He's still got all the swag and he's into all the things that they like, but he's been in the league for a while. And they kind of they got they respect that you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now I want to. He's ask also you. being embraced by New York. New York seems to love yeah. him. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, dude, basketball. I mean, I love I love Chicago. Um, Chicago is is you know to me is one of the, is the best city in America. I love it. But I'll tell you what, when basketball is going well in New York, it hits different. It really does. I mean, like yeah, they, yeah. they are starved for good basketball, my man. And, and, and now that the Knicks are giving them something to root for, they are embracing it, man. It, it, it's like, I feel like the vibe coming out of New York, because obviously they got, you know, the, the, the Nets are out there, right? And the Nets are just doing whatever. But just the, the Knicks, it, it, it's just different when basketball, yeah. when good basketball is being played at Madison Square Garden, which leads me into this question. The Knicks right now were the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Are they going to win a playoff series this year? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Because right now, as, as it stands, if the playoffs ended today, the Knicks would play the Atlanta Hawks. I think that, yes. If it started out that way and they played the Atlanta Hawks first, They'd win a they they'd win a playoff series, and it would be lit in New York. Fans would be back in the in the garden a little bit more by then. Oh my God, it'd be crazy. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I I I feel like, you know, I could see them. I could see them winning. I I feel like I could see them beating the Hawks. 
Um, I, I really like the Hawks, obviously, in their, in their progression from last year. We both had them making the playoffs, um, you know, after after last year with, you know, Trey Young getting a shot to, you know, really, really lead this team and some of the young guys like, you know, the Cam Reddishes and stuff like that, um, you know, starting to develop underneath him. Uh, I think it's the, I think it could be their time, dude. Like, and, and maybe it's just one playoff series that they win. I mean, I don't think I expect them to get anywhere against like, you know, the Nets or the Bucks or, or something like that. But it, it, it's just gonna, it's gonna make New York and make them even hungrier for next year. And personally, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Let's let's take a break right there. Let's get into cash and trash yeah. our halftime segment. Let's go. You got Let's you got any go. cash or trash for me? Um, well, I do got one cash, and my one cash is LeBron James coming back and posting things on his social media, saying things like coming to a city near you. I I'm excited for that. I'm excited for fans being back in the building. I'm excited for LeBron James to be back. I'm excited for things to kind of get back to what they used to be, and that's my cash. Absolutely. Now. I got I got a couple of trash. Which oh man! I I sure hope that y'all are gonna enjoy. Uh, though I didn't enjoy it in real time, I thought it was it listen was the, absolutely the, the, amazing. Because one of, one of yours is hilarious. I mean, they both are funny, but one of them's hilarious. I think I I, I may have seen one of the worst shot attempts in the history <laughs> of basketball <laughs> earlier this week. So okay, for for context, this. Shit, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this is almost like too this is almost like too hard to ah, even continue to talk. It was wild. It was wild. It's so funny. So for context, the Chicago Bulls battling it out last Saturday against the Miami Heat. Tight game going down to the wire. <laughs> and Denzel Valentine for the Chicago Bulls brings the ball up the floor. I, I, I think the Bulls were down like four at the time. It was like four or five. Game's real close. And Denzel Valentine. He of the 32.6% three-point percentage decides he's Steph Curry. He oh my God. Fucks up a oh three my God. and hits absolutely nothing. I mean, he was so confident when he Absolute, shot this shot. Yes, yes. Absolutely nothing. And you know what? I, I, I wanna I wanna go ahead. Let's get this clip rolling from the game itself. I, I want you all to hear this. Less than a minute to go. No. Oh my goodness, Valentine! No, oh no. no, no, that is not the shot no, at that moment. Horrible shot. No. Wow. I mean, oh my no, god, no. Man, I mean, he's about to hash. That's that's. I mean, wow, wow. I, I feel like you don't you don't usually hear announcers just just being that utterly flabbergasted by how terrible. Uh, listen. It was but, bad, bad, yeah. bad timing, bad everything. It was horrible. It was horrible. What other trash you got? Denzel Valentine, one of the worst players I've ever seen. Anyway, moving on. Kevin Love, we've seen him do a couple of kind of silly things or, or whatever with, with the Cavs in the last couple of years while they've been bad. This one might be the funniest. Uh -huh. So, so I mean, Kevin Love is mad at the referees at, at, at some point. I think he, he, like, you know, didn't get a foul call or something like that. Um, and Kevin Love was a little bit of upset. So he goes out of bounds to, to inbound the ball. The referee passes him the ball from, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet away or something like that. And Kevin Love sees the ball coming, 
And, and keep in mind, he's supposed to be out of bounds to, to inbound the ball, slaps the ball inbounds. Well, yeah. the Pistons, Stanley Johnson is like, oh, he just inbounded the ball, grabs it, passes it to a teammate who cans a wide open three. All the while, Kevin Love like realizes what just happened and he yeah. does not care. He's just, he just, he literally walks inbounds. He's walking on the court <laughs> while this is all happening. And, and I'm just like, that is, that is next level. I don't care. Like, like, oh man, I, I'm I looking at the clip right now. That. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's like, yeah, we know the Cavs are bad. Cavs I mean, Kevin Love got trapped in Cleveland. You know, all the guys he came here to play with are gone. Yeah. He's, you know the, only what I'm one, he's the only one left, but it's like, man, you're still getting paid pretty well to do this. Like, at, at least don't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that that was that was just next level not caring by Kevin Love. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I mean, that's it for cash and trash, right? That is it for Cash and Trash. I believe that's it for us for right now. We are going to jump on some more topics, possibly uh, within the next couple of days and get some stuff out for you. Yeah, man, we older people, so we got to make sure we put it out over time. And you know what I'm saying? Give them what they need, which is that basketball content from the greatest basketball podcast, which is us, me, and you. I think I know basketball. Kyrie and Marquise. Peace.